Welcome to the Geekcentric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Surface. Hey everyone, my name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Surface Season 1. Special thanks, as always, to our friends at Apple TV Plus Canada for giving us the opportunity to watch these episodes early for review. Before we get started, if you're joining us for the first time, we are Geekcentric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, and all things Geekcentric. Joining me for this review is, uh, he's my friend who's, he's so much more under the surface He's Justin Lawrence. How you doing tonight? Uh, that's that was a stretch. I'll tell you. I'll give you that. So <laughs> this, this this show is a little bit of a stretch for me personally. Um, I didn't think it would be, but before before we get this review underway, Justin, I got to ask: Have you ever? Do you have any um any traumatic fears? Anything that uh, has ever kind of uh, like like what's, a lot of people are afraid of the water. We see the main character Sophie in this series is obviously afraid of the water based off her experience. Do you have any like kind of big fears that people might think are a little bit uh, stranger or irrational? No, I don't think that there's any fears that I have. You, that you're not afraid strange. of anything. <laughs> no, no, I, I, oh. I'm afraid of a lot of things. I, I'm actually rat- racking my brain trying to figure out which of the many things that I'm afraid of. Is it uh, falling, falling endlessly from the sky yeah. uh, from a, from a plane? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have I have phobias. Uh, I think my biggest one is obviously water. Yeah. Especially open open body water like uh Yeah. not a good swimmer and uh yeah, that would that would definitely be a fear of mine. So yeah. uh you know, pools are fine, they're contained. Yeah. Uh, but you know me with roller coasters and and uh oh, yeah. and rides. I'm a tall person. I have a, a great sense of vertigo. Um and I get queasy with heights and stuff the like taller that, the so. taller they are the harder they fall that's the that's, that's what they say that's what i've heard that's what i've heard um, so, dude i had my first yeah. nightmare in the longest time uh i fell asleep watching the show uh last <laughs> night i was i was kind of watching the rest of it and i literally i uh i woke up this morning i guess it wasn't a nightmare it would have been a morning mare or whatever you want to call it but i fell back to sleep and dude, I had a really vivid dream of uh, drowning in a car, uh, like being in a car that went over the side of like a road in San Francisco and literally going down, down and down. I, I was it freaked me out, dude. I was really freaked out. I wish I had felt as, as much emotion watching the show as I did in after after having that dream. Um, but yeah, man, that's uh, I've never been afraid of the water before. So. Uh, kudos to this show for, for at least giving me a, a, a morning mare. Um, okay, let's, <laughs> let's get this review underway. Uh, I'm going to tell you the description for the show. Set in high-end San Francisco, uh, Surface centers around Sophie, a woman who has suffered a traumatic hand injury that has left her with extreme memory loss, uh, believed to be a result of a suicide attempt. As Sophie embarks on a quest to put the pieces of her life back together with the help of her husband and friends, she begins to question whether or not the truth she is told is in fact the truth she has lived through twists and turns and a shocking love triangle this sexy elevated thriller asks what if you woke up one day and didn't know your own secrets surface is a story of self-discovery which contemplates if we are pre-programmed to become who we are or if we choose our own identity 
The show stars Gugu Mbatha-Ra, Oliver Jackson-Cohen, Stephen James, and Ari Grainer. Uh, and it's from showrunner Veronica West, produced by Reese Witherspoon and Lauren Neustatter's uh, Hello Sunshine production company, uh, which you might know for um, The Morning Show, uh, and is Correct. streaming on Apple TV Plus starting on July 29th, 2022. Uh, Justin, I mean, as you can already tell by some of the digs that I've already been... Uh, been or, or I guess splashes I don't know that I've already been <laughs> making towards <laughs> this uh, this show um, you know obviously we we laugh and we have fun this show does uh, cover some really heavy um, subject matter um, I don't know if it necessarily does the best job of, of actually dealing with that um, but before we start getting into some of the negative stuff um, you know I want to start positive um, I think for me I thought the music of the show was actually really well done. Uh, fits the mm-hmm. theme of the show really well. Helps to kind of um, give a little bit more uh, depth to the atmosphere of the show. I think where it might lack in some of the visuals, which I'll get to later, the music definitely does kind of add uh, a, a very sort of haunting uh, through point in the show. So shout out to composer, uh, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Olivier Artnaltz, uh, who's an Icelandic uh, producer. Uh, music producer or uh, composer and uh he he does like a really good mix of strings and piano uh and so yeah, yeah I, I dig the music in the show <laughs> yeah for for a psychological thriller which what the show is you know the music is really uh great at as you said adding depth and adding a little more personality to these more mysterious moments and, and even the more emotional mm-hmm. moments as well you know the music would go from foreboding to very tense and it just had great range so i would give music a, a good score for the series also there was a, a great sense of production design in this movie i think their house was had it was its own character uh especially the way it looked uh, along the, yeah. the streets of, of san francisco so i really liked the production design that went into this series mm-hmm. um, um i also think some of the cinematography wasn't too bad I, I, that effect of tilt shift where where small portions are, are in focus and large elements are out of focus um it started strong and yeah. i liked it i liked how they were using it in specific moments mm-hmm. with the music as well but i think over time even though the cinematography is really good that tilt shift effect it just got overused and it got played out and, and, and it just lost its purpose and, and felt generic. And, you know, again, like as, as I was saying, it started off strong. It really helped with building the mystery uh, with Sophie discovering things. It, it made sense have that effect sort of pop in and, you know, things not being so clear. And Yeah, like it, it started off being something that kind of I was like, oh, this is really cool. It's 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 visually the story is helping me as a viewer to understand how Sophie kind of sees the world and how it is blurry. And I thought that thematically they were going to carry that through and maybe do it like sort of have it really heavy at the beginning and then less and less and less as she starts to learn more about her, her own story and her own past life before the accident. And it just didn't. There were moments like where things were perfectly clear for her and then they still use that effect. So I think you're right. I think it was a little bit... Uh, misused, but you, you you saw where the at least where what they were going for, um, and I think yeah. I wanted to kind of you know you you mentioned Sophie um, at one point in the show, uh, Sophie's husband says she shines so bright, um, and I think the same can be said about Gugu Mbatha-Ra here, who's I think performance is really great in the series. I think she shows a really great range throughout the show as Sophie struggles with her various emotions and she discovers more about her past. I just I feel like she's out acting every single other person in this show 
uh, yeah. for the most part. Like I, I just felt there was such a a misbalance because a lot of the other characters they're played really one note throughout the entirety of the season, and I never really felt invested in any of them. Um, I don't I don't know. Like I think you know. Gugu Mbatha-Raw is, is fantastic in, in the morning show. I think she's better in that than she is in this. I, I think a lot of that has sure. to do with the writing that she's given as well. Um, so she does with what she can in, in this show, but I don't know, man. I just, even for even for the character of Sophie, I, I wasn't entirely engrossed outside of, you know, a few moments. Yeah, I think if we're now trying to transition to things that didn't work, you know, I love Gugum about the raw, and I, I think the cast did the the best that they could all together with with what they were given. Right. Um. I just think this story was overly convoluted. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was being stretched so much to fit eight episodes. I think this could have been a movie more than than anything else. Mm-hmm. You know, Oliver Jackson Cohen, who who plays Sophie's husband, um, he very much embodies what you're talking about with that one note character portrayal that he had. Like yeah. he was just always sad yeah. and angry. I, I get it. Yeah. Like the series is about Sophie and her journey and, and unraveling the mystery. So Gugu Mbatha Roth, she does have to outperform everyone. She does have to carry the series, if you will. Right. With all these other characters serving as supporting. And that's what they they did. They just supported. I don't think anyone really turned out looking good here. Yeah. Because uh, I, I just don't think that this story was as fleshed out as it could have been. Or as the description makes it seem to be. Like even reading that description just now, which that's the first time I read that description. I'm like... What what show is that? Like I want to watch yeah. that show because that sounds fantastic. But even that that doesn't sound like a show. It's it this doesn't sound like a show. Right. This, this description sounds like a movie. More of a movie. I honestly believe that this probably would have been better as either a a two hour movie or mm-hmm. a four episode series. Like, like this, this could have been something. Yeah. Yeah, something a little bit more concise because story just doesn't feel like it's 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 nearly as fleshed out. It feels like it's being stretched to accommodate eight episodes rather than looking at the story and saying, well, how many episodes do we really realistically need mm-hmm. to tell this? Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like that that's that's the shortcomings of this series. Well, no, and I, I, I completely agree. And I think that the, even the progression of each episode felt really strange. And I was kind of telling, talking about, we were talking about this off air, but like, like we would get to eight minutes left in the episode and it wouldn't, like what was going on is just two characters talking quietly. Like it wouldn't feel like we're near the end of, this week's episode, if you will, right? Like, like, okay, this is the this is going to be the big thing. Oh, we're in the last scene of this episode. It's going to be a big reveal, or something crazy is going to happen. Or, but they didn't do that, and I'm not used to thrillers that are that feel like this. That feel like they're so drawn out. And I think you know, if if they could hook me a little bit quicker, I think you know, I've talked to some folks before about their experiences with new TV shows and and new ideas for shows. And ultimately, they're, they're, a lot of folks kind of go on the notion of, if I'm not hooked in the first 20 minutes, I'm usually out. Uh, and that's a lot of people. I mean, we're talking about, especially when, if we look at a younger generation, we're talking about the TikTok generation. They spend f- five seconds on a video before they swipe to the next one. So like, you need to have that thing. And I don't know if what they did in this show to kick it off was enough to really pull me in and I just I, I just I anticipated the show to feel a little more balanced in both its progression and its reveals and it and it really it, it isn't and and when we finally do move forward with reveal it's not that shocking and it's not that satisfying and I find that oftentimes 
to sort of pad out the episodes, they kept going back to things that we'd already seen. And I was pulling my hair out being like, we know this already. Why am I going back and spending five more minutes when all the characters on screen already know what's going on? And why are we revisiting it? It just, it really, uh, it was really frustrating to watch. I think I think you said it best there. I think the 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 misbalance of progress in the story and and reveals it, it was just sloppy. Yeah. Uh, and the entire time I was watching the show too, I was wondering, like, who is this for? Like, who's the audience? Right. If you're let's say into a murder mystery, who done it? Maybe this is that type of show, but not really. At the no. same time, it's it's just a mystery. Yeah. And it's not a great mystery. I, yeah. I have to say, I wasn't. It wasn't compelling. It was. And the way that the reveals happen and things are shared, it just it it didn't really work for me. And it just serves more as as proof that this series could have been significantly shorter. shorter. I, I do think, like, going back to the visuals, they do play with some visually interesting ideas um, where Sophie, she, you know, at times she fantasizes seeing things come to life in front of her or she sees someone from her past in, like, a really scary and traumatic way. And those moments, they actually woke me up a little bit. They they hit for me. They actually got to me. I was like, okay, that's cool. But I wanted them to keep doing that. I thought, you know, the most visually interesting things they do in the show are done in the intro. Like when they do the opening credits and, and you know, first time I saw them, I'm like, okay, we're seeing Sophie in the ocean, sitting on the water, waves crashing, the use of reflections on watery surfaces. I thought they could have played with that so much more to really give us like almost sometimes like where... Some shows like I know like um, Mr. Robot at times would do like really freaky things where you're just like, what the heck is going on? Or I remember um, there's a show called Legion on FX. You know, those shows do very, really interesting visual things that play with the sort of the mind of both the viewer and the the main character. And I thought they could have really done that and, and, and use that to kind of keep us guessing at what's actually happening on the screen in front of us. And they just don't. They just don't do it and it's like <laughs> what am i watching yeah especially with a story that it revolves around someone with a serious memory loss yeah like that has the tellings for a great story and some great visual treatment you know kind of lean into that you know embrace that as as part of the the story st- the story as part of the storytelling yeah. element i think you know we've said it countless times on this podcast about various trailers and other movies that feel like they're trying their best to be something that they're not without fully committing to to yeah. anything. And, uh, you know, very much a lot of the visuals that you described take place in one episode. Right. And it's like, you know, we, we could have used more of that sprinkled throughout the rest of these eight episodes to help give uh, to give something more uh, to, to yeah. these episodes so that they didn't necessarily feel so overly stretched out. Absolutely. You know, I think I think inevitably they decided to play it safe. I, I like what they're trying to do or what the story is revolving around. It's just how it's executed. And as you said, pacing and, and the reveals just not, not balanced properly. And I do also feel like, again, as I was saying earlier, the show deals with some really heavy themes of, of suicide, of memory sure. loss, yeah. of trauma and dealing with that identity and identity and it and it but it doesn't it like you said it dips its toes into all of those things but it, it doesn't never, go full it never goes yeah. beyond the surface yeah. if you if you will right <laughs> so right so i mean again i'm 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 kidding but like it's it's one of those things where i'm just like commit commit to something commit to at least one of these things and i think it did commit to one thing which was 
probably my least favorite aspect of the show, which is like this sort of, as the description says, this love triangle that comes up. And it's just, it spends so much time with that when when the entire time, every time it would it would sort of lean in one way or the other and focus on it. I just didn't care enough. I cared so much more about Sophie exactly. and her experience rather exactly. than this the this like love triangle. So um, I don't know. As a viewer over the eight episodes we watched, I I just wasn't sure what I'm supposed to like take away from the story. And I don't know. Let, let's um let's get to our final thoughts here. We're going to be rating it on a scale of one to five waves justin yeah i i think again just i'm going to be reiterating what i've already said this this does have a stat cast great cinematography great uh production design shot in san francisco it looks really top tier um but this is all on the surface because underneath it all um it's very flat it's not as fleshed out um there is some compelling very interesting narrative elements that are at play with with memory loss and as you were pointing out, things about identity and, and suicide and, and understanding oneself and in the framework of, of love as well. Um, these are all really interesting things, but like you were saying, it, it never goes full-fledged with any of them. It's got a, a mixed bag of all of this, and it creates a very convoluted, overly stretched series uh, that, I, I, as you said, I don't know what the takeaway is, and I don't know who this is for. Um, if you're someone who's into, you know, uh, a mystery, then maybe you'll enjoy this. I do think, again, this is no discredit to the acting, and especially from from Gugu Mbatha-Ra. Like, I, I love her. I think she's so great. Um, but again, I think she did the best she could with what the story gave her. I think she leaned into it really, really well. All of the other casts uh, were very supporting in their roles, and they they were fine. But I didn't feel anything for them. I, I did feel something for, for Sophie and wanting for her to, you know, just figure out what, what the fuck was going on. Right. But again, it, at the end, it just, it didn't really matter. Um, so all this to say, eight episodes, it's a long haul. I'm going to be giving this a 2.5 out of five waves. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of right there with you. You know, I, um, I love swimming. But this this felt like I was promised that we were going to go scuba diving, and then I ended up going to the local pool. Um, and you know, I guess it's still swimming, but like, it's it's a pool. It's 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 you know, it's flat. <laughs> it's gray. Um, I love a good mystery. I just I need a better payoff, and I need a quicker pace to hook me throughout. I honestly, I was bored most of the time, and I kept. I kept hoping the show would intrigue me more and more because I love Gugu Mbatha-Ra. I love the morning show and I love her performance in in both that series. And I, I think in this one, she does a, a good job again, as we said, with what yeah. she has. But where, you know, where she had some uh, incredible talent to work with in the morning show, she just outshines the rest of the cast here. And, and it's really misbalanced. And I... I just didn't find any of their relationships compelling. Um, I kept getting taken out of the show whenever she wasn't on screen. <laughs> like I just kept like as soon as they cut to another character, I was like, I don't, I don't care. I really don't care what you're going through right now because I'd rather see uh, what Sophie's going through. Again, as I said, I was hoping I would enjoy this more. Uh, I can't say that I'm looking forward to if they do a second season. I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. Um, so I'm going to give Surface also a 2.5 out of 5 waves. It did not make waves for me. Um, so <laughs> that's about it. Um, that's it for, for this review. We hope you enjoyed this spoiler-free review for Surface. Uh, and if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts or any of the shows we cover, uh, Justin, can you let our listeners know where they can swim out to reach us? 
Why, of course. They can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at GeekcentricYT or on Instagram at WeAreGeekcentric. Keep in mind, we also have a ton of other great episodes covering the latest in movies, TV shows, games, toys, and collectibles, uh, including our spoiler-free review for Netflix's The Gray Man. Uh, we also have on from Disney+, Plus Only Murders in the Building, Season 2, Episodes 1 to 6. And we also have our spoiler-free and filled reviews uh, for Thor, Love, and and Thunder. We have some great interviews as well uh, out now, including our latest one where Justin interviewed Obi-Wan Kenobi's director, Deborah Chow, and Anakin Skywalker himself, Hayden Christensen, which was pretty wild. Uh, speaking of Obi-Wan Kenobi, we just wrapped two watch clubs, one for Obi-Wan Kenobi, the other for Miss Marvel. If you don't know what a watch club is, uh, every week we break down our thoughts and theories uh, coinciding with each episode. So if you've yet to watch those shows and you want to watch them and then tune into each of our episodes, I promise you, you'll have a great time uh, and you'll you'll be able to, if you've already watched the show and you want to come back and watch and listen to these, these episodes, you'll be able to hear how wrong we were uh, about a lot of our theories <laughs> for these shows, especially uh, Miss Marvel. Um, and finally, we have our weekly This Week in Geek episodes every single Wednesday where we bring you the latest news and trailer reactions with our latest episode where Justin, Megan, and I, uh, we actually covered every major announcement from Marvel at SDCC uh, where we discussed the Marvel Animation Panel in one episode and then another episode. Justin and I broke down all of the Hall H announcements uh, from Marvel, including the announcement of the Multiverse Saga, uh, and we give our reaction to the She-Hulk and Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer. So definitely go give those episodes a listen. I'm still getting chills from the trailer for for Wakanda Forever. I haven't stopped watching that trailer. I just I, want I, the I mix it three times. I want the song. Yeah, like I, I release the, the song, song please. Um, but yes, go give those episodes a listen and a five star review if you don't mind. Uh, all right, Justin, thank you so much for joining me for this review. And as we say, love ya. Peace. <laughs>